all you CAM people out there, you are in for such a treat today. My super special guest is someone who's been in this business for a long ass time now. Let me tell you, she has been part of the CAM industry since before the boom in popularity and still has everything, every bit of wits and smarts about her uh, in today's insanely popular, insanely booming CAM business. Joining me today is the sensational I Was Soaking. It is a rainy, wild, miserable day here in New York City, but I am so delighted to actually have one of my favorite people on the show today. I was soaking, Cam Legend. Hello. Hi. Girl. I'm super excited too. What's up, girl? I am so pumped to have you here. This is just like <laughs> such a perfect day to do it as well. Uh, where You're on the West Coast, right? Yeah, I'm in California. Um, yeah. in Northern California and there are fires and it's a little hazy mm. and it's a little humid, but not like you, sister. No, girl, we've got <laughs> hurricane warnings. We've got like end of world preparations happening here. So for all the listeners and viewers, if you hear any thunderclaps, if you hear uh, any, any rain or the roof tearing off of my unit, just know I'm going to try and get through this the whole way. <laughs> <laughs> I hope you have candles and ice cream. <laughs> yes, those are those are the priorities right there. Candles and ice cream, some extra batteries for who knows what, right? We might get into it. Soaking, you and I were introduced on the Cam4 Happy Hour show. And I know I've told this story like way too many times now, and you've heard me say it so many times, but uh in our silly little game show broadcast known as Happy Hour. You know, it's this collection of wonderful broadcasters, a big variety of people. And when you made your introduction on that show and you gave your first performance uh, within the show, one of the, the items or games that we do on Happy Hour is we all perform independent strip teases. When you queued up the James Brown track and started moving your body and started going into this enchanting seduction. I was like, oh my gosh, we're dealing with an absolute legend. We're dealing with someone who knows exactly what they're doing. Uh, and then of course, talking with you and, and interacting with you. I was just, you know, re reassured and reaffirmed all of that legacy. So for everyone watching and listening, please tell us, how long you been doing this camming business and uh, what that beginning, that first leap was like? So a long time ago, I was obsessed with moving to Europe and I'm still obsessed with moving to Europe. Where? Um, anywhere, like anywhere that'll have me, it'll probably be Eastern Europe. Yeah. Um, because they want the medical workers and they'll give me the visa, the work visa easily. Um, but a long time ago, I was super obsessed. So I was talking to this guy, he was Danish, right? Mm. And he like was a user on CAM4 and in us talking and getting to know each other, he told me about it. And now before that, I had always been very curious 
um, I was always um, already in the adult industry um, professionally, not as a porn star on the business side. And um, I was like, what the fuck is this? Oh my God. It was like, you know, Shangri-La opens for someone who is starting their journey into kink and like coming of age. Cause I was only maybe 19, 20, maybe. Um, and I like kind of ignored it. Um, but then after I broke up with, um, someone, I was really lonely and I was horny and I was, you know, doing like that mode. And I was like, fuck this shit. I'm about to get on here. Yeah. What's up with this? Like, yeah. I was always extremely curious about it. Um, and at that time it wasn't, um, you know, the coming industry wasn't what it was. Right. And so this was maybe, I think 11 years ago, I finally created an account and I like at first I was like super on the deal, like no face. I have a Papasan chair I use for every broadcast. I was like broadcasting on like a 720 <laughs> barely freaking because <laughs> it was a long time ago technology had not but also the big camming boom hadn't really happened yet no. the popularity of this industry wasn't there yet so like yeah. I, I'm, I'm so curious what the website looked like like what <laughs> what was the experience like for broadcasters and for viewers I mean, I really like, I used to have some of the best orgasms of my life. I still do. But like, it was like a wild fucking place, you know? And there's like all these freaking hot European guys. And it was just all she wrote. I continued to be like no face on the deal and like was real sneaky about it um, and did some crazy shit. I broadcasted um, outside. Uh, I used to live at a place that had a pool in the backyard, oh. like all kinds of shit. Um, but now, of course, I'm like two years, almost two years into first serial and considering myself a camp performer. Wow. Wait, just in the last two years, you've- Yes. Yeah. Um, I was a freaking student. And I didn't, I got, I worked in the cannabis industry yeah. and they fired half the freaking company. Yeah. I was like fucked. So I had to like, you know, really change up my gears on this. Um, but I'm glad that I did. Mm -hmm. And I'm also glad that I uh, finally am on the other end of the adult business. I have a tremendous professional background in adult business. And I think that that is one of the reasons why I am successful because I understand this machine. Um, I hold wellness certification, sex and wellness mm. certifications. Um, I adore sex and sex toys and freaky clothes and like yeah I just yeah. I get it it clicked with me I'm super happy that I did this 
that and that's why that's why I feel that you're my people and I'm your people because yeah. I I think there's such liberation in saying that proudly and out loud. Uh, in in the order of things, though, in your life, you said that you were it was a coming of age when you started camming or at least started considering it and playing around with it. But where yeah. were you as a, a, a sexual creature at that point? Had you discovered no. the kinks and uniquenesses about you no. or some of that presented on cam? No, I think that being from where I'm from, this is kind of like a kink hotbed, right? Mm. So there's all kinds of freaky motherfuckers running around out here. <laughs> and <laughs> some good, some bad. Polyamory is really big here. Um, there are things very well established, uh, pornography brands uh, and companies that are here. And I was always curious. Um, and, you know, at that point, I was looking at pornographic material every day of mm -hmm. my life because I used to license streaming rights wow. and I was neck deep in pornography. And I think that the porn business really made me super curious mm -hmm. and kind of made me push me off my ledge and out of my comfort zone to be hungry for new experiences and to try new things and to hook up with the weird fucking guy that is at the dog food store and let him try to fist me and like you know like yeah. I think I'm real happy that I like did all this shit you know like I've always been a daredevil even when I was a little little girl and would climb trees in Easter dresses mm -hmm. and steal my granny smokes and all kinds of shit. I've always been naughty, always. People trap themselves in, in a, a self-supplied shame when it comes to their sexual experiences. Yes. Regardless of you know what religion or, or family upbringing, there are still so many people that have that mental lock that wants to reflect on their sexual life with shame. So it's how do you really rewrite true. that? It's really true. And I think being a fat woman, there also adds another dynamic to that hmm. because People at, at that time, this was before the body positivity movement that we see in social media um, and in the mainstream had happened, hmm. right? So this was around the time that I got rid of my fucking TV. I was sick and fucking tired of the media messaging that was directed towards me as a fat young woman. And it really is different. And I know that you'll agree with this. Um, cause you're on the other scope, you know, you have this perfect, beautiful body and it's really hard to maintain that. And there is messaging directed towards you mm -hmm. as a woman that is very kind of suffocating for us sometimes. And so when I got rid of all of that bullshit, I, I just like, I didn't want to be one of those and I'm going to get upset, but it really means a lot to me. I was not going to be one of those fat people that people made fun of and that didn't have the guts to do what the hell they wanted to do. That's it. You know, yeah. ain't nobody never going to fucking stop me from doing what I want to do ever. And I don't care 
what I look like. I don't care how old I am. Mm -hmm. I don't care where I live. I don't care what I'm doing for a living. I am going to do what the fuck I want to do. No matter what, that's it. You know, I'm like, that conditioning that is so powerful in the media and in the images that are presented to us, the messages that are in them, you and and myself included, we're probably part of the last generation that was able to say, well, I'll just turn off, I'll just get rid of my TV and stop watching it. Well, I'll just, uh, you know, stop buying those magazines. But nowadays technology is, it's infused with us. It is. And then, then you have people that are obsessed and dependent on this and will pay cable providers $140 a month to have that bullshit invade their psyche. I ain't with that shit. I'm gonna be like, let me go suck two dicks instead of sitting in front of this TV. Like, no, let me get on camera and fuck myself with the cucumber. Wait, so fucking yourself with a cucumber may seem like a bit of an advanced move for people that are just dipping their toe into this business. So (laughs) could you tell us maybe what some of those first shows were like? Like, what did you do your first few broadcasts? Did you know what to do? Did you just turn on the cam and sit there and stare back? Like, like what inspired you to to entertain in any kind of way? I feel like my style of camming has definitely evolved but I have a particular style of camming. Um, and I think that from its infancy, I knew that users are very into girls, mm-hmm. right? And they're into your body. They wanna see you. Like if you're gonna sit there with the camera, fucking tit angle where I'm, when I'm wearing a shirt like this for yeah. two hours, oh, I'm gonna do that. And I'm gonna have 25 people in there watching you know and like i i really um i i try to embrace the real cam consumers viewing habits because there are guys that sure they only you know want to watch girls masturbate but there are guys that want to watch you lay there in stockings with heels on smoky You know, there are guys that want to watch you lotion up your tits. There are guys that want to watch you in very prim and proper lingerie, strip down to fucking yourself in the ass with the cucumber. And like, I really, um, I try to embrace those uh, users and I really don't cut to the nitty gritty nasty too quickly. I pace myself. Plus, I don't want to get fucking tired. That's also <laughs> such a rule in like any kind of performance. It's so funny how you see this message constantly coming up is like, don't blow your load too soon, especially if you are the entertainment. Like if you know yes. that there's a big climax planned or some big crescendo in your performance. Or you're trying to make $50. <laughs> That's there you go. Like you gotta, you gotta stretch it. Yeah. And that's why I'm a huge fan of like little tricks, you know, like whipped cream on the nipples for 60 hand job, blow job for one, two, three. Like I try to like assure it that way. Cause otherwise guys are going to get bored. 
you know what about conversation and the conversation side of things not just the physicality of it when you're talking with your viewers I mean are you running a script in your head of of sexy seductive dirty talk or do you find that you have conversations that sometimes go to deeper interesting you know thought-provoking places so I am very genuine with my users um i really try to make connections and friendships with these people i am a people person i like talking to people um and with covid you know you're sitting in the house for fucking 14 hours a day i'm motherfucking bored like i keep it real with all of these people and i i am a very genuine person right and so i really um I really um, try to make connections with people. Like I'm not here to fucking, I'm not here. I'm I'm here to kick it, you Mm -hmm. know? Like I want to kick it with you. Let's hang out. Let's finish this bottle of wine. Let's smoke a joint. And then let's make me squirt all over the place. Right. So here's, here's like a personal dilemma for me as someone who like, I'll I'll turn on my cam maybe once twice a week and I do a relatively brief show about an hour long maybe a little bit more. How do you I guess maintain that border because I love talking with people. I love getting into it and I've had, you know, wonderful moments learning about my viewership, getting really intimate with them in conversation, but every once in a while you'll get to that point where it's almost like way too dependent. Is it a therapy session? What's going on? They're sucking all of my time. And I love, trust me, I am grateful for people that tune in to see what I'm doing. But the idea of, uh, you know, trying to maintain that border, uh, that safety net, where do you and how do you draw that line and defend it? I like, sometimes I can be a cunt. Mm. Like, you know, case in point, um, yesterday, this guy wanted a Skype show. Um, he bought me some lingerie that I didn't get to pick. So I wasn't exactly excited. Yeah. Um, and so he showed up, he wanted the show. Um, I kept that motherfucking webcam broadcast on cam for going. <laughs> and he wanted more time he had kicked down some more money like and I was kind of a bitch I don't give a fuck my time is precious yeah when I have to I can be um quite the dragon Mm -hmm. yeah (laughs) and I I just like I'm always honest you know if someone is getting my head a little too much I'll be like hey back up 20 feet like yeah that or if I'm like getting ready to go or I'm rushed or whatever, I, I'm always pretty honest. Um, even if this is fantasy land. <laughs> well, you, you know? still have to kind of be your own security guard too. I mean, sure, there's room moderators if you want to bring them into your you know, routine, but the reality is, is that you also need to be an active you know, security yeah. guard for your own nightclub. Yeah, trust me. I'm the bouncer. Yeah. Ultimately, I'm the bouncer. <laughs> and I reserve like moderator privileges. I give them to special people. Um, you will never see someone in my room uh, who is one of my moderators that 
I can't ultimately trust. Mm-hmm. Um, and I don't expect them to, you know, do any work when they're in there realistically, because I am very cutthroat. Like I'm constantly like in the background, I know what's going on. Yeah. Um, so I reserve the moderator privileges for the special ones. And is this yeah is this explosion of confidence and this this um cutthroat person is this from years in the business yeah like does this build up yeah i mean laura you gotta figure something i was a buyer um so i was negotiating dvd prices with and you know there are some great people in the industry on the business side and um, I adore them. They will be lifelong friends of mine forever. But there's also some scandalous ass, shisty yeah. mother huffers. Yeah. And I think that being a buyer and spending, so I used to work for an Israeli Jew. He was crazy, crazy. Like, and I'm spending his money. So mm. he's all in my ass. I, a, a, adapted very quickly um and i think that i'm very smart um and i had the personality for it but i really do think that it did shape me um in my life you know because there's people always going to try to use you and take advantage of you totally and they did that to me in business first and i learned that lesson the hard way and so it's definitely shaped me in all areas of my life, let alone this business. Right. Now I'm like, oh, I know exactly what's going on here. <laughs> yeah, you do. And and having that knowledge and having that insight on the business side of things, what are cam performers getting wrong or doing wrong today? Is there something about today's broadcasters, maybe some of the new, the newer beginners, is there something they're doing that kind of breaks your heart? Um, I have always said this and I will just say, just because you can does not mean you should. I think that, and I understand the necessity for money and I understand, uh, the necessity to have to support yourself and I can totally respect that. But all I'm going to say about that one is just because you can doesn't mean you should. I think that there are a lot of people out there that are lucky that there are horny guys out there because these guys throw their money away. There's always going to be a dummy on the internet, right? Yeah. But like, I, I see a lot of people who don't necessarily deserve what they earn. Like I work hard. This is hard work, you know? And I just like some of these girls I see, I'm like, mm-hmm, you lucky, you cute. <laughs> okay, I want to <laughs> I want to bring this to the table, even though even talking about it makes me shiver. Like, oh my god, Uh-oh. is this gonna give people ideas? Is this gonna inspire motherfuckers to maybe do more of this? But I'm having a personal crisis with shit being pirated content being pirated live shows being pirated shit that will show up like a broadcast that you do then being shared on multiple different websites with some truly unfavorable fucking urls what are your thoughts how do we beat this how do we combat it how do we protect ourselves 
So I think that there is really truly only one way to do that. Um, and as a person who licensed pornography rights, and as someone who understands piracy and understands the business impact of piracy, um, you know, uh, there is a company out there because to get all of this stuff taken down is a lot of work. Yeah. To serve a DMCA, you had to have URLs and, da, 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 and collect it and all this fucking bullshit. And it makes me really, really angry, right? So the I think that these companies that are pirating this content know this, right? And so they know that most of us cam girls aren't gonna sit here and comb and act like a, a crawler, basically. Right snag all of this URL information. You got to have the URLs to the pictures because they make these mosaics, all this bullshit. So I think that they prey on this. And I think that the only true way that I found to get these done, because who has time to do this? I'm sure in the fuck don't, girl. No, I know I know people that have some of their subscribers and some of their followers doing it on their spare time for them, being like, I'll hunt this shit down and give you Good a list. Good you on know? But, but still, like, what are you catching? Maybe one to 10% of your own <laughs> shit that's out there? Well, no. So what you do is you pay $169 to this Dutch company and they fucking do it for you and they do it and it gets done and it's taken down. I went and this, it, it's expensive. That's the thing. So when I was using this company, uh, it went from like over 12 pages of results down to fucking four. Those motherfuckers ain't playing around. I was like. So wait, we need to know the company. Do you remember the name of them? No, let me, let me look real quick. Because all the cam people that are listening to this, fuck it, any content creator listening to this is going to be like, uh, what's the name of the company? Um, Pop it so up in here. If you are a content creator and if you are looking, I have an old friend. I've known him for many, many years. I used to deal with him in business. His name is Nate Glass and he works for Takedown Piracy. Hmm. That mother huffer, he works for the pornography industry hmm. and he is very good at what he does and he will get that shit done for you. Yeah. But there is this Dutch company um, in particular that focuses, uh, this is what it is, um, that focuses on cam girls. Hmm. Um, and it is cammodelprotection.com. I saw genuine results with them. And unfortunately, like the thing is, I could still afford it right now. But I also, here's the flip side to the piracy argument yeah if you will. so what kind of stopped me from using this company and kind of saving my money not only the financial aspect of it was the idea that and this is what some of the adult companies do about the tube sites is it necessarily a bad thing to have this kind of free publicity of yourself as a performer. 
Right. right. So like, it's one thing if it is an adult business, a strong adult brand that's spending $50,000 a, a movie. Right. It would be different if we had control of what of this content, what parts of this content. Well, what I don't like is that sometimes they charge for the downloads. And right. so that in itself violates all of the even international laws that support these piracy ideas and everything that's going on. Right. But like, on the really truly on the flip side, I'm an individual, you're an individual. There are, you know, a ton of URLs where there you have freaking 9,000 views mm -hmm. of one of your shows. Like, I don't know, I, I, it's a mixed bag to me and, and I don't know the answer, but I really stopped when I started seeing the counter yeah. you know, on some of these files, I'm like, maybe this bullshit ain't too bad though. You it's, know? it's such a, an interesting dilemma, right? I just, yeah. I, I wonder if down the line or in the very near future, let's be real, uh, if some of these, you know, cam platforms might want to offer this as a level of protection for their broadcasters. You're talking about this Danish website, this cam model protection, Dutch. this Dutch, I mean, why why don't they find a way to package in a deal for us broadcasters that maybe comes at a lower rate and that every month this is something that could be done because for us. of the manpower that it takes. Right. Right. It takes a lot of time. You gotta pay someone to do that or build in implementation on your platform, your camming platform that does it, right? Yeah. Like I don't know, I, I come from the tech world and I find it extremely hard to believe that camera, camming um, platforms don't have the sophistication to build some kind of crawler to crawl Google and Bing and all of these freaking yeah, things. Yeah, that's what I'm saying is that they're- Maybe this shit taken down. Like, and actually, if they, even if they watermark the, the broadcast, like, isn't the piracy company in violation of their trademark because their logo appears on it? Yeah. And it's, a, I, I mean, I don't know. Maybe it's because by law, they don't really own the content either. Well, obviously there's, there's ways that this is, it's going to find ways to surface. Let's be real. Like <laughs> people are mad sophisticated in this underground trade of content. It's I mean, ridiculous. I know motherfucking hackers yeah. that can like do very serious damage hmm. to things. Like I just, I find it. Extreme. Can I have their direct emails? <laughs> <laughs> Girl. Girl. <laughs> You know, soaking just as uh, I, I really don't want to ever have to end this conversation because you're just so much fucking fun to talk to. But as <laughs> as we're coming to a close, uh, I do need to know the story of where this handle I was soaking came from. Because, OK, when I was young, as you know, when, when your vagina is young, it is a quite uh slippery and 
moist <laughs> very thing um and i didn't know that i was necessarily a squirter back then um but i got a wet ass motherfucking kitty girl and like i wanted a name that it wasn't like you know Susie xoxo um, sorry to Susie xoxo who's out there <laughs> i mean in hindsight i kind of wish that i picked something else having to do with my breasts or you know why wet ass pussy came out and didn't that just like reignite this whole celebration of moisture <laughs> down there i like i I mean, I am what I am. I am a colorful person. So my name should be a little kooky to kind of make sense. I think it's iconic. <laughs> but I I've had it for so long now and I have so many favorites. I just went through my favorites list because I'm like, oh, I want to see who the fuck on here. Yeah, it's they don't like want you to change it. None of us do. I think it's iconic. Yeah, I feel like it's like I live up to it, so I can yeah. support it. Oh gosh, <laughs> you live up to every bit of your your fame and your <laughs> your thrill and your your undeniability. You're just so wonderful. Oh, you make me blush, girl. Thank you for today and for everyone who's watching and listening. If you're listening, you're missing out. Please go to YouTube and watch this shit. <laughs> um, but please let everyone know where to find you. So um, it's official now. I am only camming on Cam4. Um, you can find me on cam4.com slash I was soaking with a Z. That has links to all of my social, my Twitter, my Instagram. Um, DM me, slide in my DMs. What's up? I love new friends. Slip and slide your way on in. Thank you <laughs> so much, Soaking. I love you. And uh, I hope all of you, all of you watching and listening and just consuming and taking it in, I hope that you enjoyed today's episode of Licked and Loaded here on Cam4 Radio. We'll see you next time. And I'm Laura Desiree. Bye. Bye, y'all. <laughs> This has been a CAM4 radio production. Come say hi at www.cam4radio.com.